Welcome to the Speaking Ball. Well, you know, situation like this, it's hard to tell good guys from the bad guys. I mean, they're all Indians. There's a militant group operating on the reservation. Not enough. I'm a warrior. Hello, welcome back to the Speaking Bull. Thanks so much for tuning in to this podcast. I'm casting my pod to you, which sounds weird when you say it like that. I don't understand what podcasting is. Is it that I'm in a pod and I'm supposed to be like I'm casting out from the pod? I'm not in a pod, technically. I'm not exactly sure what a pod is. A pod, I imagine, is something like, I don't know, some small enclosed space with a little door you can get out of. When I think of pod, I think of like a something like organic or like a cryogenic thing that they keep humans in when they freeze them. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a pod. No one's casting from those fucking things, so there you go. Now we don't understand the etymology of podcasting even better. Oh, coffee is good. So I appreciate you guys uh, coming back. Um, um, I don't know what I'm going to say now, I guess. Uh, I fucking do know what I want to say, though. Bunch of dumb shit, probably. Uh, I led with the podcasting thing. Fuck. I don't know what to talk about now. I'm going to probably have to cut this out, because... This ramblings of a madman. This is why you don't smoke weed before doing a podcast. Or you do smoke weed before a podcast. I don't know. I guess it depends on what you want to cover. Um, yeah, so the world is going to shit, as you know. Uh, fucking wars in Ukraine. Fucking war with Taiwan and China. There's a massive mercury spill in a river in Poland, which is apparently a pretty big river. I don't know. One of Germany's biggest rivers dried up. You got these fucking hunger stones in the UK. So apparently, you know, a few hundred years ago in, I think it was, I think it's Scotland. They put these stones in a river. They call them hunger stones. And when they were revealed in the river, when the river like was almost said dehydrated, maybe that's weird. When it was dehydrated and revealing the rocks, um, they would know a drought was coming, right? And that would be like a famine, right? Because there wouldn't be any uh, rain to grow the crops. So apparently these hunger stones have revealed themselves and, you know, people are saying that's a pretty ominous sign. But there's a lot of other fucking signs we ignored before that, so I don't know. People are dumb, man. It's like, oh, these stones from a long time ago. It has a story. Whoa. You know? It's like, oh, what about the scientists, idiot, that have been telling you <laughs> that have been telling you about this shit for the last fucking 15 years? You know? No, 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 no. Hunger stones. Think about it. 500 years ago, 600 years ago, they put these stones in. They were so smart. Were they, though? They're fucking wiping their ass with their hand. And fucking washing it in the river, probably. So... I don't know. I just have a hard time sometimes looking back for wisdom. I think we do that a lot, and I think that's natural. And I think for a lot of our life, our species sort of existence, the teleology of our existence, I think that was probably important. And I'm not saying it isn't now. I guess I am saying it isn't now, but it's just different now, man. Everything's different. We're like the first couple generations that are dealing with this whole total connectivity internet thing like I don't know where this shit's going you know and I'll caveat it with the cliche if we make it through this whole thing um it's very interesting and I wonder like if there was this fear well probably not I was gonna say I wonder if there's there was the same fear when the telephone was invented Maybe not, though. Because maybe you're like, oh, you know, you have to have one. They're rare. But that's... I mean, that's how the internet started. So, like, I guess there really wasn't any panic about the internet or anybody really thinking about this. And probably until the last... I don't know. I can't say when people have been thinking about this. There's probably lots I could just research about when people started writing about this. But again, I think, you know, 
we'll just say after the smartphone era, like 2010 on, total connectivity to everybody. And the majority, you know, are connected that way. The overwhelming majority of people in um, North America, around the world, well, first world countries, anyways. Um, they all got everybody's got everybody has a cell phone, man. So, as you know, right? I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but this connectivity, man. I don't know. It's like we're all connected through the through our subconscious now. That's what that's what this anonymity is, right? It's like the subconscious. We have a collective subconscious now and a record of it. And it's uh, becoming this thing where we're, I think, kind of going to be stuck in a loop here pretty soon, if we're not already. What I mean by that is um, everybody's starting to like the same things because of, you know, when I say everybody's starting to like the same, I don't know, man, because I think about what I'm saying and then I'm like, fuck, man, maybe it's not like that. But if you think about, okay, so like, look at, let's look at it. Let's look at it in errors, right? Let's, let's really break down what I think I'm trying to say that I haven't said yet. I'm going to break it down and say it instead of trying to say something ambiguous. So if you look at a uh, culture from, I don't know, let's say 1920, 1910, early cinema history sort of shit where, you know, people were going to theaters and started, you know, you could become more famous by visually famous and, you know, people could, you know started consuming all the same content across the entire globe where you could consume it, right? There's only like five movies, let's let's say. There's more than five movies, but there wasn't like good movies, right? I think, um, shit, I took an early cinema film history class, but there's a few movies uh, that, that were, there's only a few movies that were really important and they were really popular and everybody consumed the same stuff and that kind of continued, right? Everybody, you know, the, the big movies, the big actors, everybody consumed the same sort of social cues, um, the same sort of cultural sort of underlying subtext of the stories that they were telling, the narratives, right, a narrative film that was sort of telling us these stories. Everybody consumed the same stuff for so long, and now up until probably the last five years in particular, it's actually becoming a bit different and what I say is that, like, we had channels, we had what the media told us was good, what was on TV, what was on TV. That's basically what your options were. So we're all, for the most part, short of some localized commercials and televisions, all consuming the same major shows. And then, you know, about five years ago, we, you know, probably longer than that, but real, really about... I'm just using hypothetical like numbers five last five, ten years. People started streaming and watching YouTube and watching, getting into their own little niche bubbles, right? Of what they want to watch. So I think for a long time we were sort of we had the standardization of things, right? Standardization of beauty, standardization of what was supposed to be funny. Standardization standardization just through the media, right? Just through, or like through like not like the news media, but through entertainment, because we're all consuming the same thing. We all, everybody liked the Beatles, so we had the whole, you know, fucking Elvis or whatever, right? So there's a lot of like, sort of what you would call sort of hurting in that way. And I'm not using that because we're all sheep, man. I'm just saying like there's a lot of sort of directed paths there, right? Like a lot of like similarity, similarity and. And not in the way it's internalized, but it's the same stimulus given to wide uh, swashes of people, right? Which is interesting for a lot of different reasons. Number one, uh, I don't think everybody understands it the same way, right? So you may have some small sort of cultural thing that goes on and like, let's say you're from, you know, fucking, I don't know, some weird town in California where you uh, have this saying where, you know, you lick a dog's balls for a good day. And then he has this song, it's like, lick a dog for a good day, I'm not gay. And then, you know, everybody in that area gets it, but as that song's popular, right, you have people fucking in the other side of the country going, yeah, man, I don't know about licking balls, but I'll do it if I need to have a good day. And they take it literally instead of figuratively. And, I, you know, that's that's just a variation of interpretation, but again... There's that sort of, like, gap between 
language and what it means and how it's weighted, right? And I use this story, I think I've told it 55 times already, but I'll say it again. It's like the old window that was broken in Alaska 100 years ago that I read this news clipping about. And I remember thinking, you know, um, you know, the person got arrested for it and it was like a big deal. And I remember thinking, man, that must have been so boring back in the day just to, you know, have nothing going on. A broken window even made the news. And then I thought, oh, shit, a broken window was probably a lot more big of a deal back in, you know, Alaska a long time ago. And why? Because windows had to be, you know, there's no glass factory in Anchorage. You know, you got to... You got that shit gets, like, shipped in on a fucking sailboat or, like, pack-muled uh, pack, uh, pack in or whatever, right? I don't know. They'd probably only bring them up a couple times a year when there's, like, either ice roads or when passages are, like, that's some old-timey shit, man. So when someone broke a window, it was like, oh, shit, now I have to have this, find this way to cover my window for, you know, six months. Right? It's an extreme inconvenience and, you know, probably very expensive because... Even glass made in, you know, if you had the glass factory down the road, probably wasn't cheap. And now you got a glass that's been sort of carted up, you know, 1,500 miles or wherever the fucking closest glass factory is. But the point is, is that the context of the words and the meaning of them aren't always translated well. It's not always the people on the receiving end interpret it from whatever means they have, right? And when you have the same stimulus all the way across, you kind of see how different people react to it. And I don't know if it's good or not. I kind of think we should all just be like in our own bubbles some way, in some way. Like our own little cultural tribes where we're not listening to people make music from California because we don't understand what they're saying. You know, maybe, or maybe there should be like translations, but who would make these translations then, right? That's a whole separate problem, but. Or maybe this all goes away with the standardized, with this sort of total communication, interconnectivity fucking thing. I don't know, man. Maybe we all just end up speaking the exact same language and then there's, you know, 8 billion of fucking us who are all the same. And what happens then? When there's no separate cultures or there's no, like, you know, when everybody's just the same, if that ever sort of happened. We all end up speaking the same language. Maybe not the same, like language language but the same sort of like uh, epistemological sort of metaphysical language right the same sort of ideas and forms and thinking of things like am I okay here's the idea of what I'm saying you know people said generations have been ruined by the Disney movies right because they gave them these false narratives for how life should play out well imagine that on a scale of the entire world right but it's not Disney movies it's something you know more serious you know what happens when we all, the entire world, and there's no negative space for a different type of thought, right? It becomes one, like, I just don't know where that goes, right? I feel like the the different cultures and the different ways things manifest around the world <laughs> have been really important to uh, different ideas and sort of creativity and philosophy. And so, I don't know what happens if, um, I don't know what happens if we're all the same. But again, maybe that goes back to what I was saying, like, even if you have the same stimulus, you're going to have all these different interpretations just because of the environment, right? And I think that's true, obviously. Hmm. I'm just wondering if there will ever be a time, or ever really, hypothetically, could be a time where we eat all the same food and speak all the same language maybe sometime in the future if we sort of got off this whole like imagine this imagine we're like in the future and it's all you know no one eats fucking regular food anymore we just get like these you know gruel injections or some shit that just gives us the perfect amount of everything we need the bunch of extra vitamins and shit like it's like you know you lived 150 years off this like vitamin goop they give you and then maybe we're all eating the same food then Right, everybody's got the vitamin goop. No one eats animals or plants anymore. Eat the vitamin goop. Eat your goop, Billy. I don't want to eat my goop. I want to eat a deer. You can't eat deers, Billy. We only eat the goop. Vitamin goop. Brought to you by Nabisco. That was that was a skit. It was improvised. I had somebody else here. 
and a yes anded there, that would have been fun to fun to go through. You can do it at home. Just just go just just press the rewind button on your cassette players and go ahead and press play. And then you can yes and record your response and send it to me. And then I'll post a highlight of all of your wonderful improv improvisations. <sighs> okay, what the fuck was I even talking about? See, this is what, every time I cuss, I remember why I have to put explicit on the old podcast upload. So, might as well just drop a few F-bombs from here. I try to tell some of the people that listen to this, you know. I don't, like, cuss all the time, but I don't, you know, I don't think about it. And I don't want to think about it, so best not to just play me. The best not to play me in the car with the kids or the elderly folks. Actually, I think that's kind of changing. Elderly folks, they probably cuss more than we did. Yeah, so um, if we all ended up eating the same sort of vitamin goop and listening to the exact same song, speaking the exact same language, would we feel... I wonder if that how that would affect our, our psychology. Right, I wonder if that would be sort of like no one would feel like they had a personality because they just see sort of like copies of themselves everywhere. Or maybe people would go hyper the other way and there'd be so much sort of distinction because the only way to distinguish would be to have a bunch of different sort of subcultures within that, a bunch of different dress styles, right? Like there'd be, maybe there'd be more variation. Because you can no longer be like, I listen to music. That's your thing? I like cars. I like them. I don't know why I always do a fucking bad southern accent. But now, um, it's like everybody likes music. right? So you have to have all these... I mean, I guess if everybody liked the same song, right? I think people will try to differentiate themselves and be like, Well, I actually just like, you know, the rhythm of it. You're not cool because you just like it. You just like it this way, you know. I feel like there'd be all these subdivisions with this, with with that. But there's always contrarians, right? I always ask somebody if they like the movie Forrest Gump or not. That's how I know. They start talking shit and they're like, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that." I'm like, "Oh yeah, you like the movie Forrest Gump?" And if they say no, you know they're a contrarian. Especially if they follow it up with some sort of half-assed film critic. Well, actually, it's two hours and three hours of garbage. It's just, it's just that. It's just this. Like, yo, I already know you who you are, bro. You will never like anything popular, no matter how good or it, good or good it isn't. I don't know why it's so hard to talk this morning. And I guess that's okay, man. But those people you gotta watch conversations with, man. I'm not gonna go far and say they're toxic because that's not the case. I would say that they're just more wanting to intellectually spar with somebody. And I say that because I was, used to be a bit of a contrarian, I think. Well, I think maybe I came off like... I always like Forrest Gump, so maybe that's not a good example, but, I mean, Forrest Gump is an undeniably amazing movie, so um, if you don't like Forrest Gump, um, just go ahead and press stop on this podcast right now. And then think about that, and then press play again, because I want you to hear the rest of it, because it's important. To your life. Um, fuck, man. I keep forgetting. I go on these little, like, side rants about shit. And because it's such a stream of consciousness, I just kind of forget where I'm at. And I imagine for people who are just listening at home, it's like, bro, I know exactly what you're talking about. Please finish the point. That's very difficult. So I don't know from a sociological perspective or a social, uh, social, social psychological perspective if you could ever have people who weren't contrarians. They'd probably just play a role in society, right? They'd probably play an important role in, so, in sociology in terms of like resisting that dogmatism. But is that good though? I don't know. Because dog, uh, dogmatism and, you know, sort of everybody thinking alike that sort of, you know, like religion is dogmatic, right, um, has been helpful, right? Religion is helpful for building things over generations. Religion plays a biological, it plays a purpose to our, us as social animals more so um, 
than any other. Like, I believe that we are the only things that believe in God, right? Or maybe other social animals believe in some other whatever, but that's the whole, what ties us to our morality, right? Because what use would a tiger have for morality? It's a social animal, you know? And then when you think about what our morality is tied to, right? It's all just how we interact with each other and what we should do and what other how others would see our actions. It's very tied to, it's tied to social stuff. So. I actually wrote an ethics paper about that when they were asking me, like, well, that's me specifically, but, you know, write a paper about, you know, what you think morality is, essentially. We just reference to some work, but my whole point was that morality is, again, what I just said, is that it's a natural sort of precondition for, you know, social groups, right? Because wolves have it, monkeys have it. Wolf packs, uh, you know, anybody who studied wolf packs, right? If you go read up on, you know, they'll tell you, or you'll be able to read that they, the wolves are, are very, uh, um, dang it, there's a word for this, but they act specific to their environment, right? Obviously. I mean, wolf packs have different cultures. They have alpha males, they have leaders, they have, they have the whole fucking caboodle, like, you know. So, morality is definitely there because there's group sort of, there's group thought there and if some if, the, if uh, like there's been wolves that have been ostracized from groups and they fight like there's 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 the same mechanisms there and so that leads you to think well what is really the common denominator here the common denominator is a group animals right that live in packs and hunt together and live together to survive and this mechanism of morality is what allows that to happen right allows a group to share the same sort of ideology how much, uh, you know, I was thinking about the whole images thing and how are you stuck in this loop. And I was thinking about children watching TV and their childhood development. And here's what I'm realizing is that they're getting their social cues from bad acting, and bad actors, and bad writing. It's causing duress. It's causing distress. It's an extension of the Disney argument for sure. But I totally believe that these kids who are growing up watching most of the social and group interactions instead of being out in public and being with other groups of people and watching how things actually unfold, right, in real life, they're getting their social cues from actors and acting. And depending on who they're watching, because not everybody's Daniel Day-Lewis, they're probably not good actors. And it's a side situation. It's not real. So as much as you want to act, we know it's not real, right? And so we understand and kind of forgive it and just imagine all the little things that aren't there being there. Abstract from, you know, we th those situations and shows, especially, you know, they're, they're unrealistic in their natural flow and how witty people are and, you know, um, or aren't and what is funny and what isn't and what, you know, all the moral lessons that go in with what's socially acceptable and what isn't. The gasps of the audience when someone does something, right? is sort of like, oh, okay, well, this is what you learn about what's going on. You learn to emulate these things. And you're not really emulating society. You're emulating, you know, writers' ideas of things. You're emulating something, something fake. You're not emulating the real thing. You're emulating a doll. You're emulating a creation. And that's not fucking good. Could be why there's a bunch of, well... Can't say what's by a bunch of serial killers because there's always been serial killers, but everybody wants to blame everything on serial killers, eh? Be like, oh, the Jello box. That's why they're serial killers. There's too many co Jello colors. It's crazy. But I do think there's uh, there's some some merit to that, right? Where people getting their social cues from from movies and acting. Um, I don't know. It's kind of out of hand. Uh, something else I was thinking about totally unrelated. I was listening to, um, I was watching YouTube, watching some basketball clips, and uh, um, one of the one of the YouTube uh, thumbnails was titled um, something like uh, "Who NBA legends were ter that the only player NBA legends were terrified of." And I remember thinking like, why would you how how would you be terrified like? What are you gonna do? Play basketball against me really hard? Oh no! Play basketball against me to death. Imagine you could rob somebody with threat of a dunking on them. 
Just bring a basketball, like, I'll cross you up, son. Give me all your fucking money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that shit. And that's how it went. You got crossed up. You know? It's fucking ruthless. What happened to the days when people would just rob you with a gun or a knife? Yeah. It'd be a funny skit. Maybe. I don't know. It's kind of funny. It's funnier in my head. That wasn't improvised. I had that written down before. Not written down, but I had it sort of in a note there about, you know. Maybe you could rob someone by playing dunking basketball on them. I gotta do this stand-up comedy shit I want to try to do here. But... I don't know. Well, there's no I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's, a, it's an intimidating thing to do. And um, I still intend to do it, but because I have nobody to, or nothing to really hold me to any boundaries, I just can put it off indefinitely. And then the week before I die, I'll try to do everything at once. And I'll be like, that wasn't satisfying. I should have did it sooner. So, you know. To all, out there, to all you out there who are like, yeah, man, we're going to do something about it. Well, you're right. You're right. But I got a lot of butts. I'll tell you what. I only got one butt, and it's at the top of my legs. And I poop out of it. FYI. Not yet today, though. So hopefully this coffee is uh, going to do its job here pretty soon. I don't know why I'm talking about that. But I am... Uh, what else is going on here? Um, yeah, like I said, world's going to shit. I'm so tired of fucking paying attention to this garbage. Can't even go on Twitter. Well, like Twitter with some mild place. Can't even go on Twitter. Tim, Tim, that's where all the fucking shit is. That's where all the garbage is. You can't go there. That's like the source. So... I don't know. But uh, yeah, apparently they're building a fucking pipeline right through some fucking river out in British Columbia and fucking up the salmon. Gonna kill a bunch of salmon now. I don't know, man. People are scumbags. I don't know what to do about all this shit. That's what makes me feel like sometimes everything is just fucked. Cutting down the Amazon. They've been cutting down the Amazon for so goddamn long, but apparently it's uh been ramped up here in the last little while and Brazil's trying to fight it. Wait a minute here. Brazilian people are trying to fight that president they have because he's like eroding democracy. I guess he's doing some Trump shit. Trying to hold on to power. Trying to be a dictator. Phone's going off. Go ahead and move that. Um, so that's probably not good for the old rainforest. Um, Russia's bombing a nuclear plant in Ukraine. Because they're fucking psych psychotic, I guess. I don't know. They just don't care about the world. There'll be Russia or there'll be nothing. Is what the attitude is so far. Um, some fucking writer guy, uh, Salman Rushdie, got stabbed by a fanatic at a book reading. I don't know. I didn't know who he was. He's some guy who talked about fatwas or uh, talked about. I don't know, he's talking about Iran. He must be talking shit about Iran. Because uh dude in Iran put a fatwa on him in like 1989. And uh, you don't want that shit on you, apparently. Who knows what he said? He probably just said something about Prophet Muhammad or whatever, man. That's just this fucking lame, bro. You can't hold other people to your fucking morality. If you're part, if he's like part of your crew and he did that shit, then yeah, he knew the rules. But I'll say whatever the fuck I want. And I usually do. And that's not, but I have no reason to say anything other than if I was going to try to troll and try to, like, get somebody to fucking target me. Yeah, man. Fuck this guy or whatever. Like, no, dude, I would, I would never say that. Not even to troll anybody. It's not, it's not worth it to how I would feel afterwards. But if I felt like saying it, I fucking would. But then again, you get consequences when you say shit, right? But again, I don't know, man. It's weird. I guess you. I, I guess. You, I guess you deal with it. I guess it's a different thing, right? So there's like one of them is self-regulation, right? Where you're like, oh, fucking homeboy said some shit about 
the cult leader. We got to make an example so other people don't fucking, you know, start saying shit. Also, we got to show some. We got to show some authority in this regime type shit. And then you have the other side of the things, which is like the external provocations, right? And then you respond to those because you don't want to appear weak because other people will sort of propagate or provocate against you, right? Like sort of like, oh, well, yeah, if you can do that to them, everybody can do it to them, right? I was just thinking about this video I saw of uh, some 12-year-old boy pushing a cart down to the market of like all the stuff he was supposed to sell. And they just robbed his ass, man. He was crying and shit. It was a sad video, man. And somebody chimed in, um, in the old commentos and said, uh, apparently that happens a lot in Pakistan um, with impunity. But that's kind of a pretty broad statement. Blanket statement about all of Pakistan. I'm sure it doesn't happen in all of Pakistan. I'm sure it probably happens somewhere, but I mean, it was difficult to watch a bunch of grown men robbing a 12 year old kid like that. It was upsetting to see. There's lots of upsetting shit on the internet, though. I don't recommend it. I fucking don't, man. It's not, uh, I mean, it can be good for some things, obviously, right? There's lots of good news there, but if you're predisposed in any way to look for things that are shitty or look for to ride that trauma wave, I'd say, steer clear, my friend. Hang a left turn. Nothing here for you. And so, um, in terms of my social media, I don't follow anything or anybody. Uh, when I go on to different apps where there's news or anything like that, I usually try to filter it out. Because there's not a lot I can do about, you know, them cutting down the old rainforest in Brazil. I can get as hyped as I want. I can do whatever, you know, oh no, you know, I can, but that's not going to do anything. And I'm not trying to be fatalistic or, or whatever, but in terms of the type of response that it has on me emotionally, right, where, where if I let that in, I'm going to get hyped about it. It's not, the, it's, you know, it's not the payoff. It's not, it's not the, the payoff, I don't want to say. It's not the, it's not a good sort of equation, right? Um... So I try to steer clear of that shit instead of it letting it, you know, using it as fuel to keep me in a depressed state. Um, I'm no good to anybody at that. I'm aware of it, and I know there's a lot of things that need to be done, but, you know, reliving traumatic instances of things that offend me on a very core level are not, are not helpful, man. So I'm aware there's a lot of environmental shit that needs to change. And I think a lot of it's, you know, going to change in the next three to four generations, right? It has to. Otherwise, you know, we're all fucking dead. Um, but I think the environment is going to be the next, is going to be the next um, thing that's rigidly enforced, right? Whenever this cycle of empires is, is over, if anything is continued on after this, um, I could see a world where environmental crimes are are held in very very high high. Uh... It's a problem. You break the environmental law, you go to environmental jail. All right. We built we we grow up fucking rose bush bush around you. Well, I guess you could probably get it get out of that pretty easy. Yo, fucking. Um, there's always these stories about how they used to catch. Uh, Back in World War Two, apparently they uh, they used to tie you down on the beach and um, plant bamboo under under you, so it would grow through you during the night, kill you slowly. Um, now I'm hearing that though, that sounds not true, because it's not that. I mean, how does it, how does bamboo grow really though? I mean, does it grow like? Like doesn't it have to doesn't it grow as like a green like little stem and then like gets rigid? It doesn't grow like fucking like it's hard right away. Like you could like it's like two inches long. You're just like oh I can't even break this thing. I don't know. Sounds like a stupid story to me. So I was watching Love on the Spectrum, the U.S. version. I watched the British version a long time ago. 
and now they have a U.S. version. Um, it's a pretty good show. It's interesting to see. It's kind of cute watching all of them come together and, you know, get real excited and nervous and be, like, really into, like, you know, really into whatever they're into, right? Because they're always really into something. Um, but a couple of them, it's funny because a couple of them are weird. Like, this one chick, she owns uh, this anime thing. She does this anime studio stuff, and then she, like, teaches other people on the spectrum to, like... I don't know, do anime, I guess. I don't know. And she's somewhat successful. Um, and from the outward, outwardly, you know, because of her success and the thing that she does, she, you know, it appears um, not on the spectrum, right? Um, however, she is on the spectrum, and her attitude there was, um, like, she fell in love with this guy. What the fuck is his name? Solomon? They went on a date. She's like, I'm in, she's like, fucking not even like two minutes since she's like i love you and he's like what and he had to leave the table because they're always leaving the table right like they're always leaving because they say hey if you feel awkward you can just leave and he's like can i get a moment and he's like, just a sweet guy and he walks away and he comes back and then she's just like totally into solomon 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 and then he's like oh i miss you too and as soon as he gives back she's like I'm not really into Solomon. He just doesn't seem like he knows where his life is going. He doesn't like, you know, and like everything is either like you're, you're doing something with anime and you're successful or you're not like her criteria was pretty toxic for someone in that position. And I think she went on a date with somebody who wasn't on the spectrum or something and he was like into video videography or something she's like okay okay yeah maybe we can like you know videography anime we can like do something together like co-promotion and he's just like what are you talking about but i was thinking to myself like yo is it good to let people who aren't this is gonna sound fucked up but is it good to let them like dress up and pretend to be normal people? Like, is it good for like a regular person to walk around and like run into one of these guys and then think that like their day's fucked up? You know what I mean? Like somebody else who's just like, you know, like maybe they should wear something special on their on them, all right? And you're like, whoa, that's fucked up. But no, hear me out. You put something on them. They don't have to wear a yellow safety vest, you know, or like, or like a little light that's just you know like a little like a little sirens, you know. But like, maybe not even red. Maybe just like a, a a soft soft lavender color or something, right? But you know, right? And then when something weird happens, even think about this. You see one about to cross the street. You're gonna pay attention. You're gonna make sure. You're gonna be like, oh shit. I see a, I see a, I see a lavender light, right? I see a lavender light. He's about to cross the road. And then you look, and then you can make sure that they're capable of doing it. But having them walk around, you think it's a regular person, right? This person might just do some real fucked up shit to you, you know? Like, hey, how are you today? Do you like anime? I don't know. Maybe you just know they're not crazy, and maybe you just know they're crazy or something. Not crazy, but I don't know. I can just imagine them saying something totally off balance or off center, not meaning to be hurtful, obviously, but saying something totally rude to somebody like that. Like maybe some guy goes up and she's and she's sort of like, oh, I don't like you. And the type of attitude, she'd totally say that. And she was like, okay looking, right? Like externally. Um probably a nice person but she had like the, a little bit of the hot girl attitude a little bit of the, like i've got choices attitude right and that's fine but it was just like came out kind of toxic and she gassed up the solomon guy and he got real hurt he was crying on the phone i was i felt so bad for that guy and then as soon as he was gone he got over it she went back and got with him for a couple months and then d ditched his ass again and again i don't fucking care but i just feel like i know what that is and that needs a lavender light on top of it Okay, it doesn't need to be spinning around like a siren. You know, I was imagining like one of those, I don't know why, but you know those like old cop movies where they drive a fucking cop car and then they have this siren, so they pull out of somewhere and just like put it on the roof. With, I guess it's got a magnet on it. I was like, oh, I didn't notice that unmarked car. Could be a police car. 
You know, that seems kind of stupid that they had this. Like, just put some fucking lights in the car. They probably do that now. Well, they do do that now. They have, like, clandestine lights in cars. No one pulls that thing out and puts it on top. But for whatever reason, I was imagining a smaller one of those. I mean, like, on a shoulder or something. I don't know. That's stupid. But you don't need to have that. You just need to have it, like, visible somewhere. Like, on the front and back. So from the back, I could tell this person's a lavender light. And from the front. And this helps everyone, right? You see one walking around, looking like they don't know where to go. Hey, do you need some help? What's your name? Fuck off. I don't know. You don't like anime. I'm like, all right. No problem. And then you could just still make sure they don't walk in the traffic. Maybe that's, maybe they won't walk in the traffic. But listen, there could be different lights for different levels. Okay. If you got a red light. Right, and I see you in a red light, and I don't see someone with you. I know you—that's you, a problem, you know. Like you, you should—you should have a caretaker with you because you have some sort of something, right? Where you need that type of level of assistance, right? Can't cross the road, you know. You know what what the red what the red light is. Lavender light, maybe lavender light. You have a spectrum, right? So it's like the lavender lights. Oh, they can cross the road. They can buy stuff at the grocery store. But don't leave your pet with them, you know, not because they hurt them, but because, you know, for whatever reason, I'm not saying maybe pet was a bad example. Don't let them change your tire, you know, or don't feel bad if they're really rude to you or something. I don't know, but there's, but I have a whole question of whether or not it should be, they can just be walking around looking like normal people because society and the way it works out now works pretty well. Most of these people are on fixed incomes. They don't dress very nice. They have bad depression because society teaches them like shit, right? So, they, you know, there's usually, like, you can tell by someone who's the lack of care, like, personal care, or personal hygiene care, and sort of uh, just t-shirts and shorts. Usually they're wearing, like, Disney shirts, and they're, like, 30, and you're like, what's going on? And you're like, I know what's going on. That's the international symbol for lavender light. All right? So, and then you know. If that person with a who's dressed like a child and they're thirty, you're like, okay, word. I know that this person, you know, if they look lost, I I give them the lavender light treatment. Are you okay? You want you need help crossing the road? Where's your caretaker? Where's your mom? You know that type of shit. See, I'm thinking, I'm figuring it out. But nobody would want the light though, right? I guess you'd have to be at a certain level where you believe the light was good for you and that's the problem with ego if you let them have a bunch of egos they're like i don't need the light like listen you need the light i'm like, I don't want to wear light my friends won't think i'm cool hmm you gotta like you gotta sell the light you know you gotta sell the light i guess you'd have to like if i had an advertising campaign to say i'd be like listen Let's find the ones that were feeling like they were having bad social interactions and didn't know, and then they put the light on and their life got better because everybody knew right away, you know? I can imagine that actually working, right? If somebody was sort of had a mental health condition and somebody had some sort of light that they didn't mind, not, not by force, you know, like, you don't, you don't like fucking implant a light on them, you know, I don't know. It's some like adhesive thing, I guess. It just sticks onto things and you take it off your clothes. I don't know. Maybe you put it on a jacket. Whatever. But the idea would be is that, you know, if you could sell it to them in a way that was sort of like, oh, this will help you, right? Like, I used to have really bad social interactions. Everybody used to just think I was an asshole because I had, I was on the spectrum and I had Asperger's. Asperger's, right? Just such a fucking name for giving somebody who was already, I guess because they're, that's a whole separate joke. It's probably good they gave them Asperger's to somebody who's emotionally indifferent to things, right? You could have called it cock sandwich up the butthole disease and i don't know why that's worse but whatever and they would have been like yeah i'm fine with it but everybody else is like asperger's that's so weird anyways but yeah it, it, you could have somebody well who's not maybe quite asperger's but they care and they feel like they can't deal with social interactions because people take them the wrong way you could have the lavender light or a different light like a blue light blue light you'd be like oh yeah this person's a little you know it's like a mood ring that you wear permanently. If you're bipolar, you could have like like just two lights, you know? <laughs> just like ding 
I don't, know, like, I don't know. This should be like a red and a yellow or something. I don't know. People just think it's a McDonald's pin. Do you work for McDonald's? Fuck you! You don't like anime? Well, that's not the same. I wonder if you have, if you're on the spectrum, if you can have multiple, if you can have comor comorbidity, as they call it, if you can have other. Probably right, because if you're on the spectrum, that's biological, and I imagine you could develop some sort of like attachment disorder on top of that, potentially. Can someone with Asperger's develop an attachment disorder? Hmm. Is that an attachment disorder to the entire world? I don't know. But yeah, Love on the Spectrum, good show. Should definitely watch it. And you can watch it and you can tell me what you think about these people who dressed up and look normal, like normal everyday people. And tell me if you want to just not know if they're about to walk into traffic or if they look lost or, you know, even it can even help the police because they won't shoot the white ones with the lavender light. They'll still shoot the black ones. Don't think it's a laser. It's got a laser beam gun. Ah, I had to do it, Rodney. So, you tell me what you think. Somehow, if I know you, I don't know. Or don't tell me. I have no place to comment on here. That's probably good. Maybe I'll put this on YouTube and just start wars. And YouTube comments. I always thought that'd be a good name for a fucking rapper. Hi, I'm YouTube comments. You're like, oh shit, this guy's fucking nasty. <coughs> oh. Coffee doesn't go in your lungs. Yeah, so that's what I think is that there should be a signaling system for those on the spectrum. So we know. You can't just dress them up. You know, you can't just dress them up. Like, oh, put them in a fucking Gucci suit. Let them walk around. Give them a nice haircut. I mean, you can, but that's deceiving, right? Socially deceptive. I'd be like, this person is a successful person. They'd say, hey, you can only go to one, you can only pick one person here to help you out with your, you know, whatever. Imagine you're in that situation, which would never happen because that would be weird. But imagine somebody said, hey, you can only have one lifeline. I picked this guy in the suit. And then you find out it's fucking the Solomon guy. He's like really in the fucking, you know, Transformers and shit or whatever. And that's cool. But he looked like a businessman. Looked like somebody I could go to for direction. He's being falsely propped up by his by by those in his life. Let him pick his clothes. Everybody, you should have to pick your own fucking clothes, man. Period. You can mimic. You can pick to choose other people's styles. You can be like, I want to dress like him if you want. But that should be your clothes are a social sort of representation of your intellectual stability. Right? It's true. It fucking is. So if you dress like a fucking like a crazy person, probably are. You know? If you well put together and you look like you're, you're probably somewhat stable, but that doesn't mean that though, because like look at the Patrick Bateman, right? Look at that that's not a real story about but See, that's the problem with this, like, these fake stories. Patrick, Patrick Bateman's just a story. I don't know if there was an actual Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. But, to my knowledge, there hasn't been anybody, like, really like him. Ted Bundy was just a student. He wasn't able to hold down a job like this fucking, you know, get climb the corporate. There's never been, like, a corporate... Well, I don't think there's been, like, a corporate guy that was, like, Patrick, Patrick Bateman, who was actually also a serial killer. Probably crazy people like him, but I don't think anybody was actually make it to that level and it was a hold on and then snapped one day and you know went on a murder spree and you see that with guns but that's not like something you know you, you don't if you're familiar with American Psycho he went from like just being a fucking possibly obsessive compulsive type person to a methodical process killer serial killer nonetheless and within like just snapping I don't I don't know that stuff works like that but again um what the fuck was i even going on about that for i don't even remember what the patrick bateman thing was about oh yeah because patrick bateman dressed really nice but was a crazy person he was really into fashion but he's the anomaly right because most people who have done things like this you can kind of tell well john wayne gacy ted bundy Obvious examples against what I'm saying. 
both those guys were able to sort of keep it together socially. But um, John Wayne Gacy was able to run his own business where he could sort of set the conditions for what was normal within that working environment and didn't have to adapt. So I think maybe that was a little bit different. Ted Bundy was able to dress and talk okay, but he wasn't able to sort of do the law school stuff he was trying to do, right? He wasn't able to follow that through. So, either they call that conscientiousness, right? And, uh, I don't know. So I do think that there's, uh, well, there's not any, like, merit to what I'm saying. I'm not really thinking you should, I don't know. Again, it would just be interesting to see if everybody... Like, most people just dress themselves, right? But I think that's a good cue as to, like, where their head's at. Maybe not. That's I don't know. I say something and I'm like, you're a fucking moron. What are you talking about? So somebody who just doesn't care about fashion and just throws on whatever and looks like, you know, in color sink or looks like they got older clothes on, that person's not mentally stable. Just because based on that. No. But. But. Here's my example. If you were going out to a fancy dinner, right? Or someplace where they knew they were going to be like a funeral or a wedding and they showed up. Well, fuck, I don't know. Because you imagine some like old farmer guy just showing up. Well, I made it there. And he just shows up in his old clothes there. But I mean, it's like with no attempt. I don't know. It's sort of like the gelling with what's happening around you. It's like showing up to a wedding in like a Tommy Bahama short, sh shirt in like a Speedo in like two different color flip-flops. Like you, you're going to look crazy, right? You're going to look crazy. Now, two situations. If you wore that all the time, every day, everywhere, you might get a pass. You might be like, oh, he's crazy. We didn't expect him to wear anything else. But if you just like, like what I quote unquote generally normal for the most part and then uh, you know, chose to wear that to a wedding, that would make me, that make a person seem fucking crazy, right? I don't know. So, you know, I don't know how far this sort of, like, idea that clothing represents your intellectual stability, or not intellectual, but maybe, like, mental stability. I think there's a certain amount of merit to that. But I'm not saying you should actually go out and put lavender lights on fucking people on the spectrum, okay? This is all just, like, hypothetical theories and, uh, you know, I, I fully expect that if my address ever gets leaked that someone will come out and throw eggs at my at my house. But here's the thing. I don't know if the people who would do that even have good aim, right? I feel like they would they might not even be able to get to my my place because you'd have to like follow directions and there'd be a whole step. Somebody who's not a lavender light would be having to help them. It'd be a team effort. So I don't know. You're out there. I'm ready for you. What am I talking about? Fighting lavender lights? That's their new name, by the way. Lavender. <laughs> That's what I'm calling the lavender lights. So all of us will call them lavender lights, okay? And that'll be our little joke. Appreciate you guys listening. This was a long podcast. Um, I had fun talking to you this morning, though. So uh, I don't know. You guys enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of your week, the rest of your month. Whenever you're listening to this, hope you have a good day. Share, listen, uh, listen, share. I mean, if you feel like it's worth sharing, and uh, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Peace. What you've just heard was speaking ball. Thank you for your time and patience, dearest friends. Meet witch.